Hey guys, welcome to MDs Without Degrees, episode number eight. eight. Yes, we're going to go Episode after vaccinations. If you happen to be going in order. Which I hope people, I hope so people still listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just us talking. Like It's fine, one, I like it. Yeah, me too. I love hearing myself talk. It's great. I don't. It, that's fake. I, I'm lying. That was a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please. But this episode is on healthcare and like yes. specifically like health insurance and accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we're doing this is because the United States is one of the, well, probably is the um, one country that pays way too much for like mediocre health care. Correct. And so that correlation is not something good. And not, you know, other westernized countries don't have that. So we're definitely doing something wrong. And we're here to analyze it. In our, um, yeah, disclaimer that we we like don't know (laughs) our very intelligent (laughs) analysis of healthcare. Yeah. Um, I think that another big thing is that the legislative session is going on right now in texas so oh yeah yeah. um a lot of the you know like i think texas has a very interesting healthcare system and when i say interesting i mean like it sucks how how much more or less can you do for your citizens i don't know if that (laughs) uh, sentence was grammatically correct what is the bare minimum that we can provide yes yes that is exactly most populous state yes um that's exactly what I think Texas is trying to do but aside from that I think that it's kind of informative for us too because we've done yeah. a little bit of research not a little bit I I mean we've done quite a bit of research on this so you especially because your your work has a couple things going on that is directly yeah. related well I don't necessarily I wouldn't say that I'm that um proficient in healthcare but i know a little probably bit more. better than me i i don't know i think that we you know we bring different things to the table um so empowering just be direct yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think the first place that we kind of want to start is understanding like medicaid versus medicare right like i think that's the big kind yeah. of and I think those two things, it's it's funny because our healthcare system, it's not, you know, single-payer universal, but it's very much a hybrid. Yes. Um, with Which Medicare is why it's confusing. Yeah, Medicare and Medicaid are kind of our government stuff along with uh, the military and then the Veterans Association. I know they all, they have kind of their own thing. Um, and that's not even apparently like that great to oh, yeah. veterans. Like, <laughs> Did I tell you? I told you about this, right? I was in a lift a couple days ago, like... And, oh yeah, you did tell me. About yeah, that. and the guy that was driving me, he was from he was in the navy, and then um, got out of the navy, had PTSD or something like that, and the veterans association or whatever the veteran coverage is was not giving him a hundred percent, and he went on about this like fifteen minute rant about how our healthcare system sucks, and how yeah. he's like you know not he's not well. And so his big plan was instead of, you know, seeking out coverage or dealing with the Veteran Association, he was moving to Columbia. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, that'll, that'll fix all your problems. But, you know, you do you. Well, I think that's another thing that 
a lot of people like constantly say about our healthcare is it's like well we're trying well we're trying but like personally I think that it kind of needs to start go all the way back to the roots of it and understand like right why is it structured the way that it is and like what do we really want to accomplish with our healthcare system because it's clearly not proper care so Correct. I I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to accomplish but yeah yeah so yeah go I mean go into your medicare and medicaid coverage because i mean we have our private health care stuff yeah so if you don't have stuff. the government stuff you have the expensive stuff yeah um but the most conf- the, i think a lot of the confusion comes from a lot of the government stuff as well yeah and honestly that's fair because there's a lot of numbers and there's a lot of qualifications that go along with whether or not you get subsidized care or um whether or not you just get fully funded healthcare, which is, I think, very rare. I, I think it is actually very rare to just get completely government-assisted um, I don't think healthcare. I know anybody that has it. Yeah, I, mean, I think Medicare is kids, different, but Medicaid. I think for kids, a lot is covered. Um, right. Which is, like, what I think is really critical to understand in terms of, like, percentages. So, basically, if we're thinking about the United States in general – I would say that based on the research that I've looked at, most kids are covered. Um, and they have kind of, they've sort of, the eligibility is kind of goes up to 200% FPL. So if you think about that in terms of income, that's about 41600 for about a family of three, um, which isn't actually like too bad. I mean, yeah, I think that that's, for a family it's of three, like... It's sustainable, but just Yeah, barely. it's sustainable. But that's even, I think that's even sad that we're saying, like, that's not bad. It's sustainable when it's, like, should be, you know. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, making sure that when you break your leg, you don't have to pay, like, $600. But different story. Um, then I think the next part is sort of about, like, in, in regards to pregnant women. Because that's another place where um, income eligibility is sort of tweaked a little bit to be a little more accommodating. Um, because at the end of the day an American baby so got to take <laughs> care of the mom but just not after the pregnancy because who cares about the or mom if, after or the if you know mom doesn't want the pregnancy right exactly um how dare she so about 34 states um and weirdly Texas is one of these they extend coverage to pregnant women to about 200 percent. so wait like I said before how do you apply for this coverage so like let's say I got pregnant yeah um, and I wanted coverage like how soon can I get that coverage it's not gonna be the next day right so and doctor's it, appointments are really important in the first trimester especially right and it kind of depends I think on the state that you're in because some states are kind of like as soon as you're pregnant just come and file an application but right. I think because it's government applications um, I know that in Texas like for chip perinatal they give you about 15 days from when you um filled on filled on the application and then for medicaid for pregnancy it's like honestly i don't exactly know the time period but i would say that it's probably around the same um but you just kind of go through the website but to be really honest my one well not my one critique but (laughs) there are many critiques but if you go to the website like if you go to healthcare.gov or if you call 211 um they're not helpful (laughs) <laughs> like and if they're not helpful told for someone that. right and like I learned that the hard way because I really wanted to find out some 
like some services like what's covered for like medicaid for pregnancy and they're useless they're like i'm sorry that's not on our directive we can't answer that question i'm like so i'm sitting here spending hours of my time pour like pouring my energy into this research and like people who definitely like low income house like like individuals who don't who don't have the time to sit on the phone for two hours and have services explained to them like what do they do right like yeah that's true that's that's what really i think a lot of people what i've seen um what i saw so i shadowed a doctor a little while ago um is people would just come in and just be like let's hope this is covered you know yeah otherwise like the hospital or somebody somebody's gonna have to take care of the bill anyways and there's lots of ways for you to get out of that and so people i mean either the insurance is gonna cover it like the medicare medicaid whatever or somebody else is gonna have to deal with it and a lot of like taxes and health care stuff that we put our money into goes goes towards that which i think could definitely be which you like, can put into, you know, national health insurance, but right. that's okay. Right. Like, there could be 15 different, more efficient ways right. to ensure that you don't go through that, like, well, what process is it going to be? Is it going to be they pay or they don't, you know? Um, so, yeah. But for pregnant women and for kids, it's about 200%. And Texas, shockingly, is cover- covers pregnant women um, at about 198 percent so that's a little less than 41,600 um but I think some states go up as much as 205 percent of FPL um now what really sucks is that like if you're pregnant and if you're not a kid everything kind of goes downhill after that Uh, which is like what I learned through this is that roughly like 32 states in Texas cover or not in Texas 32 states in Texas that's funny 32 states in America, they cover Not parents. Texas, though. Not Texas. Definitely not Texas. They cover up to 138% FPL. And that's after expansion, i.e. more people are included in yeah. that. And no, but, but Texas was also a non-expansion state. And it was so right. stupid because we're, like, number one in, mo- like, people not insured. Yep. So. I think we're sitting at, like, about 41 million people uninsured that's like over 10 something percent yeah it's a lot of people it's like probably Um, 15 percent but what's shocking though is that 138 percent fpl is only twenty nine thousand dollars for three a year like that's that's not that's nothing nothing that's nothing so yeah and for texas that is they cover less than 50 percent fpl Wait, that's like yeah, that's literally it's literally like nothing. nobody gets covered, right? Exactly, and that's why so many people are are uh, either yeah. in a coverage gap or they're just not covered because yeah, they make too much. Well, if they're not, yeah, yeah, they make too much. Or the, like the coverage gap is such a real place for people in Texas, and I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing that expansion was trying to handle was like making sure people are not in that coverage gap, but. The states that did choose to expand have managed to get more people. They should have just made it a federal thing, or like 
everybody has to expand. It was, so when I was reading about it, it was supposedly unconstitutional. And I was like, great. No, and you know, and that comes back around to, um, like, the Obamacare problem as well, Mm -hmm. where um, because Obamacare was basically mandating people to get coverage, they were like, no, like, it's against the whole um, idea that, like, the free market system. Yeah. And that being forced into buying something is against your free market principles, which is, you know. Right. Totally. Against our American values. Healthcare. And so, you know, you have people that, and you know what the biggest problem is, and something that really makes me angry, is the people that complain about, um, or the people that need this healthcare coverage are the ones that are blocking it. If that makes sense. No, explain it. Uh, like, uh, the Republican, conservative, like, minority, po- or populations that are like, oh, no, you know, everybody on their own kind of people um, are the ones voting against, you know, health care. And oh, they're yeah. the ones that are at the highest risk of needing the health care. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And to be completely honest, um, I mean, finding data on Medicaid, let me just say, is really, really difficult. Like, they're, they don't put data out there. And even if they do put data out there, it's all in favor of Medicaid, how much it's saving, blah, 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 yeah, especially in when Texas. it's not, yeah. Yeah. And actually, Texas, um, based on KFF, the Kaiser Family Fund, I think it's the Kaiser Family Foundation. Right. Or it's, well, it's KFF.org. Um, based on their data that I think they pulled um, 2017, 2018, in Texas, FPL um, – like income like the income eligibility is 18 percent fpl (laughs) so like literally five either have to pick whether you want to work or whether you want health care yeah and And like there are some instances where you won't be able to work because of your health right and you get vicious cycle Yeah. yeah um and the other, other thing is that medicaid won't accept everybody because no. of the fact that the funding is, like, not that good. Right. So you Which can is where, be, you know, quote-unquote eligible, but either to just, like, put you on, like, a wait list kind of thing or you just, they're like, sorry. Well, I think another thing, though, which I guess kind of we segue right into is subsidies. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, with expansion, the government was like, oh, let's try to cover more people. And then they extended it to 138% FPL. Um which I mean, even for someone who's like a sing like a single individual, it's about sixteen thousand dollars a year, which is literally nothing. Right. But still, more people were covered. Now, with the states that expanded eligibility for subsidies and tax credits, so that basically, whenever you go in, um, you're not paying as much for like out of pocket. Um, those start right at one thirty nine, so you don't really have as much of, um like a coverage gap i would say Um, yeah because it starts right at 139 and then we had this big conversation in one of my classes i took like a management and policy class Um, sounds great no it was (laughs) the worst (laughs) semester of my life because all we talked about was all these policies and how government is basically blocking everything Mm -hmm. um but you know i think a lot of people share the same sentiment is why don't we just expand medicaid for everybody yeah and that becomes our national health care um, 
Which makes sense because pretty much like Medicaid is quote unquote supposed to like cover everybody that's not in the Medicare gap and mm-hmm. everybody that's like too rich. If that you know, Everyone, yeah, it's supposed to be like a middle yeah. sort of exactly not so really not really middle, but it's supposed to help. Yeah, low if you're income, not... but right. also if you're, it also does cover like pregnancy and um, I think if you have like breast cancer, I think. Yeah, you can it. definitely apply. Like, certain cancers because they all lobbied for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, everything that's covered under Medicaid and Medicare tech, it was all lobbied for. Yeah. And so, without the lobbying, it, you know, we would still be like, oh, 500% FPL, old people, are like, over 80. So Yeah. And, I mean, it's really... I mean, I didn't realize how severe the coverage gap was Mm -hmm. until I realized that, like, so basically if you're at, let's say, like, one, whatever Texas is, like, not Texas, but, like, let's say you're 100% FPL, and then, like, basically you're too rich to get Medicaid, and you're too poor to get subsidy subsidies or any subsidized health care so you're just sitting where you actually have no health care and that's such a big problem like i'm pretty sure texas tribune covered um the story of a woman who was in that coverage gap amongst the hundreds and thousands of others but that's another reason why i don't understand why texas didn't expand because it was federally funded like the yeah. federal government was like we will give you money and they were like no it's cool We'll just let our uh, citizens suffer. It's cool. We like it. Yeah. <laughs> we like to see. You know, it, the funniest thing, like, it, I don't know if it's ironic or not, but, like, Houston is the number one medical center in the world. We have 50-something hospitals here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised that they didn't lobby for, you know, or, like, some, you know, MD Anderson or whoever. I'm about to call people out. Like, why did we not expand? I mean, I guess, well, you know, the hospital funding and all, like, they want the money or whatever. But, I mean, for somebody who's, like, you know, in the realm of healthcare, that's kind of But sad. with the number of people that come through that hospital, still get the money. But at the end of the day, like, if you're in healthcare, healthcare is your priority. Like, I understand money. Be. I hope so. I hope so, but I don't think that's the case. But, you know, and the way we fixed it, well, so let's go into Obamacare here because that was kind of – our plan to get everybody covered Mm -hmm. which all right you know in theory it was not bad you know everyone has to get a health insurance and then if you don't you have to pay a penalty Mm -hmm. and the penalty was was um either 98 dollars or one percent of your income whichever is like more and that one percent is not like you have to make ninety eight hundred dollars a year for that to even be in effect. So everybody was paying one percent of your income, and so That's nothing. Yeah, and it's really not honestly. Um, and then you know if you were under the Obamacare, you get health insurance. Even if you get like the shitty one, you still get like your um, the one checkup a year kind of thing. Right. Um, and the thing is that the mandate, like Obamacare, is still around. I think people think that it's completely gone, but you can still get covered. The re- yeah, the thing it's a that big was, piece of confusion, yeah. Yeah, the thing that was repealed by the Republicans, um, and it went into effect this year, was the mandate. Like, you have to get it. 
Yeah. And so, and I mean, that's fine. At least it's, you know, not completely gone. Which a lot of people don't know, though. That's yeah, no, the sad that part, is that people don't understand that, like, ACA and Obamacare are pretty interchangeable. No, people um, thought the Affordable Care Act was completely repealed. Um, yeah. But no, it's not. And also, like, the... There was a discrepancy is like, um, as far as, you know, like, has Congress passed a law repealing this requirement of the, what do you call it? The thing if you don't get a health insurance. Jeez, the penalty. The penalty. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know what you were going to say. So I was like, was. um. Yeah. So essentially, like, you know, it's all still there, but, you know, don't have to get it. So no one's going to get it. Yeah. And. I mean, honestly, though, I th- I think that pre- if you really look at the populations that probably utilize Medicaid services, um, there can be a lot of fear associated with, you know, um, enrolling in something that you may end up having to pay a lot for. Or right. like people, I think especially right now with our political climate, like people are very uh, like wishy-washy about whether or not they want to trust the government like there's a lot of issues I think particularly right now with how people um or not really how people but whether or not people really choose to get health care in the first place and I think you know what the big thing is the dirty word is taxes yes um 100% you know every insurance if you especially if you're on private insurance you have to give a monthly payment instead of that monthly payment going to your insurance if you put it to the government and they pooled it i mean i I know i'm what i'm telling you is like extremely like simplified but the idea is still kind of the same sound no yeah yeah, it is and so you know instead of me putting my 250 dollars a month you know to the insurance if i give it to the government and the government pays a doctor seems okay to me that's what canada is doing i also think that you know taxes you're right taxes is a very dirty word and i think that for a lot of people they're like well i'm not going to pay for someone else's health care yeah because they don't understand that if you do single payer theoretically in a perfect world you're paying for other people's taxes regardless that's what well it's also like monthly payment is right like taxes i mean i'm not gonna go into taxes because it fully I really don't know like I don't fully understand all the taxes that people have to pay like whatever I'm not I don't care right now because I don't have to pay them Mm -hmm. directly IRS is gonna be right after you okay (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I will pay them but like you know what I mean I don't have like a giant income right I don't have to worry about like I'm I'm not like oh those damn taxes like (laughs) I think that for I a say lot all this people, now, but I know I'm going to turn like 40 and become Republican in my when it comes to my income. I think a lot of people do, yeah. but at the end of the day, I think that I will always support the fact that healthcare is a right. Yeah, and I don't think sure. that that principle at the end of the day is what pushes me to always be supportive of yeah. single payer. Same, no matter what, because I do believe that, and I don't think that much is going to change. Um, in terms of our health outcomes because I mean some people really just could care less about health outcomes because yeah. they're like why does it matter and, and it I'm also like, just depends on em- like empathy of it right because 
you know, if you haven't gone through a health scare or somebody that you love with a health scare and had to deal with the whole, you know, our system where, you know, you can't get, you know, X, Y, and Z treatment or you, you're thinking about, oh my God, how am I going to pay for this treatment instead of your health care first? Right. It's hard to, you know, support it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, I, no, I so, completely yeah. agree. But I also think that if you want to put your energy into protecting the rights of your fellow citizens, um, healthcare should be one of them. And yeah. that just might be liberal me, but I don't care because I will always support it and I will pay for it if it yeah, comes and I'm to happy that. To, yeah, I'm happy to pay for, you know, somebody's grandpa to get a, you know, heart transplant or but something. But it's also like, like if, if you think, I mean, the way that you explained it, if we follow that logic – you will also get health care in that perfect yeah. system. Like, it's not like... Yeah, you're not being left out. It's not like Sam is taking away your health care altogether. Sam just is getting extra help because of your kind self. Like, yeah. I don't know. People just don't understand that I, logic. I or maybe they do and they don't care. The that I heard, <laughs> somebody's like, oh, if I nationalize health care... Um, I'm gonna have to wait longer at the doctor. I'm like, maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's a good thing that you have to wait longer at the doctor because it means you're not dying. Um, right. Because like I'm gonna just have an example like Canada, they have a nationalized healthcare system. And one of the things is like essentially, you know, people pay taxes on this, doctor bills the government, government pays. Right. Life threatening stuff is going to take care it's like a massive triage system. Life-threatening stuff gets taken care of first. Other stuff that you can live with for a couple months, you're going to have to wait. But it will get done. They're not going to be like, sorry, you have a broken leg. We're going to, you know, let you have a broken leg. Exactly. So, I mean, I think the strongest argument would be people not knowing where exactly the money is going. Where, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be a gray area. Yeah, and another thing um, is, you know... There, I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of strong arguments that people think they have yeah. when it comes to why healthcare should not be single payer, and I'm sure some of those ideas um, are not just necessarily from like a completely horrible, like I don't care about people point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people are like, well, this system wouldn't work or whatever it is. Um, but it's working in other countries. That's the right. Thing. That's the other thing. It's not like we're playing experiments here i mean we are now right now but right now we are yes texas definitely is it's working other places yeah but i guess when you think about texas though and its creative system of healthcare, (laughs) um well we suck we really do suck and the more and more research i've done into it i have realized two things texas does not care about women and it does not care about low-income individuals or people belonging to a lower socioeconomic status so i wish beto o'rourke was voted in yeah i know <laughs> i i do too this entire conversation <laughs> makes me miss him i hope he yeah. runs for 2020 i mean i don't think he would win that but we'll see there's a lot of democrats running for 2020 yeah i mean um, i think they just they're over it no, they're so. like, let's all just see who gets the finish line. Like, they're all supporting <laughs> each like, other. We're, we're fine. They're like, let's pool cam- campaign money 
and let's just see who makes it to the finish line and, and we'll all just yeah, support that honestly, person. Honestly, honestly, I think Cuz anything would be better than what we have wrong. right now. Yeah. Because Cory Booker um, Kamala, Harris. Kamala Harris, which both of those people I think are, Bernie, right? Bernie, yeah. Bernie's going to die before he makes it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like he's like 80 something. Yeah, he is 80 something. I mean, but, yeah, he's like great now, but we'll see. But speaking of Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, really quick, they actually are two they're the parents big, I wish big big I champions of women's health care in America yeah so big fan um support them but um I guess in terms of women's health care so Texas has a lot of stuff for pregnant women and like um not pregnant women <laughs> who are like okay they have a lot of stuff for women but it's mostly categorized in like are you not pregnant or are you pregnant Mm -hmm. so if you're pregnant there's like um medicaid for pregnancy and then there's chip perinatal so those are like the two main ones so medicaid for pregnancy like i said before eligibility is sort of increased so that way more women can kind of get under medicaid for pregnancy and a lot of things are covered um but there are also not a lot of things that are covered. So in terms of taking care of the baby, everything is covered. Like ultrasounds. But it's interesting though because for Medicaid for pregnancy, you actually have to have prior authorization for more than three ultrasounds. Which is like That's like really, three months. Oh, not three months, but. Yeah. You have to have like prior authorization. Whatever, two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And then more later on. But those are those, like, really, really particular, um, like, caveats to the services that you get. Because not everything is free. Um, Like, you don't get STI testing if you're under Medicaid for pregnancy. Um, Lab tests only really pertain to, like, the baby's health. There's a lot of stuff. Um, And then CHIP perinatal. So the interesting interesting thing about CHIP perinatal is that it applies to um, immigrant mothers, so, like, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen to get chip perinatal benefits because, like I said, that baby is American. <laughs> so they got to protect that baby. I wouldn't baby. be surprised if someone, like, makes you get health insurance for the fetus and not for your, like, No, that's entire exactly self. what chip perinatal is because if you, like, yeah, you're right. injure yourself. Sorry. And you're pregnant and you're under chip perinatal, I'm pretty sure even if you're under Medicaid for pregnancy – you have to pay out of pocket. Like, they do not cover Unrelated anything. things, yeah. Yeah, and, like, if you go into, like, false or preterm labor. Um, you're not covered? You to, you're not covered. Nope. What? Yeah, you're not covered. How does it? Okay. You don't even yep. have any control over that one. Right, exactly. But you're not covered. <laughs> what is the point, then? Yeah. Um, and you what only get two me, postpartum. Me as an uninsured person, like stuffing my baby back up. Yeah, honestly. Like, Sorry, you can't come out yet. You're not covered. But how do you even? I don't even know what those charges look like. I don't even want to know. No. Okay. So my having a baby is expensive. No, I mean, it just healthcare in general is expensive because I had gone for my um, like physical last year. And my health insurance doesn't bill me, but, like, it gives you, like, a breakdown of what they paid for and stuff. Yeah. All I did was get a physical, which I know costs 100 bucks at my doctor's office. And then I got some blood drawn for all the little testing that they do. The blood draw itself plus 
all the other frilly stuff that they add on it costs like a couple thousand dollars for a that's checkup why, that's literally why lab tests are not covered and i'm just like what you know all they did was take three tubes of blood and the stuff that's in the vial already like takes care of half the work right and and they like i know like hospitals and clinics and whatever they kind of overcharge the insurance company so that because the insurance is not going to pay them 100 percent either so they just like overcharged by like a thousand dollars and then insurance covers x percentage and it covers whatever the hospital needs right it's but a the fun fact formula. That it, yeah, but the fact that they had to bill a couple thousand for this to all get paid off, like, oh my god. Yeah, it's absolutely Imagine crazy. getting that, at, like, out of pocket. Oh no, sorry. I'll just, I don't know, default or something. Bankruptcy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's... What are you supposed to do? Well, that's, that's what I think Texas is trying to do, is, like, they're trying to make sure Everybody that... defaults? Well, it's basically people don't get pregnant. <laughs> like, that's their thing is because, like, they have – so they have two systems. They have, like, Texas Family Planning, which, again, is open to, um, like, anyone who's undocumented. And then they have Healthy Texas Women's. Now, Texas Family Planning, like, covers, I think, for the most part, like, you know, like, contraceptives, all that stuff. But they are really driving it home <laughs> with contraceptives and – trying to prevent pregnancy because i think that at the end of the day a lot of medicaid like a lot of medicaid money goes to pregnancies because we have such a high rate of pregnancy within texas um but healthy texas women's in my opinion like yes it's a women's um program okay great congratulations but you Does did the really bare do, minimum. Right. Like, it doesn't cover abortions, obviously. Like, that's obvious. Um, and for the most part, people don't even utilize their services. I, so there. Is it just because people don't know? That's one thing. But also, healthy Texas women. So basically what happens is after, so when all Medicaid for pregnancy in the United States, you only get two months postpartum and then it ends. So if you don't have Medicaid, like, that's a huge problem, I think, as yeah. to, like, that contributes to maternal mortality because we don't give so anything, many... especially right. post when yeah. it's like the most critical time after. Right. You know. Which is why so many bills that are being filed are going, to, are literally on the subject of extending Medicaid for 12 months for mothers. But basically, yeah. after those two months, if you're within the income eligibility bracket, you immediately get automatically enrolled into Healthy Texas Women's where they basically are like, here's some birth control, don't get pregnant. Um, but the worst part, I think, about Healthy Texas Women's is like, you go to their website, right? It's like, it looks okay, exactly like, no, it looks exactly like what the Planned Parenthood website used to look like. Tell me I'm wrong, but wait, wait, I'm probably wait. not. Healthy Texas, Texas Women's. women's. Tell me it doesn't look like Planned Parenthood. Oh my god. It looks identical to the Planned Parenthood website. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. What the heck? Yeah. So there was this. Yeah, it uh, even has a pink color. Right. And actually Planned Parenthood changed their website color to blue. Oh, that's good. Okay. Joke's on them. (laughs) Uh, 
uh, <laughs> for trying to copy Planned Parenthood because they'll never be what Planned Parenthood is. But so this is this was a study um, which I thought was absolutely insane. So basically, if you look at the data from the Maternal Mortality and Morbidity Task Report Task Force report uh-huh. that came out, um, which will actually I think we should probably link it in our blog post, but. Basically, it identified that most of the deaths that were occurring for mothers were occurring in Dallas, Fort Worth area. So these mothers were like, okay, so Healthy Texas Women is supposed to help make sure that the mother is healthy postpartum. It covers, you know, like a lot of preventive, preventative, um, or preventive, is it preventive or preventative? Preventative. Whatever. It covers a lot of preventative, like, procedures, so like diabetes, you know, making sure that you're not at risk for heart disease, all that kind of stuff, right? Because that was a big factor that contributed to why moms are dying. Yeah. So they basically went on to Healthy Texas Women's. They're like, okay, let's find, let's see how many providers we have. So they basically did this super comprehensive study where they checked on all of the providers that were in their radius that mm-hmm. would supposedly provide Healthy Texas Women's services. 80% of them were incorrect. on the healthy texas women's website and they did like a really good study like i was reading the methods they made sure that they didn't do any crossovers like they had a really good system of how they um you know like conducted the study and 80 percent of the um healthy texas women providers were actually not healthy texas women providers it was fake and one of the people was actually like i think named ralph and he was like Ralph, we're not. I'm not a provider. <laughs> I'm just a oh person. My God. No, so yeah. I, on this website, I just like took the little mini quiz to say if I'm eligible or not. Pretended I was like a pregnant woman with two people in your household. Mm-hmm. Pretty normal. The second I clicked that I made over three thousand dollars a month, not eligible. Sorry. Right. Which is what twelve to thirty-six thousand a year. It's not a lot. But if you think, if you divide by so, three, yeah, divide by three okay. or divide by two. Yeah. And then if you, you have to be making $14 a day, every day. What the heck? That's yeah. what I make in an hour. More than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like we, we sit here and we argue like, oh, minimum wage should be higher. Yeah. Which no. in all honesty, what it should. Heck? But like. A lot of people are kind of, I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, what do I do if my minimum wage is higher because I can't even get health care? Like, yeah. what at the end of the day is more important? My health care or whether or not I can live in a house or apartment. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's great. That's where we are now. Yeah. And, well, I guess, I mean, our, every, I think everybody knew our system was broken, but here's a way to, like, you know. Drive that make, home. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Here we are. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. We might list bills that I, think I don't we should, know. We can, think, I know the Texas thing has a website of like bills that are up and coming or like on the floor or whatever. So yeah, we can, I mean, we can link that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that you know. Oh, actually, I'm gonna actually link that study of those um, Dallas yeah, yeah. women who conducted that because I think that was. I think they deserve press because they actually did such a good study like I was reading that and I was like damn that should have but obviously you know 
Texas was like, oh, we're so glad everyone can help us fix our mistakes. I'm like, 83% isn't a mistake. <laughs> That's, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's intentional. <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. You were just waiting on it to make that excuse. Liar, but. liar, pants on fire. Yeah, but I think that concludes our diatribe on I healthcare. hope everybody liked our rant on healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh I think we actually got a lot in, so I am happy about that because same. Hopefully, everybody at least has somewhat of a better understanding of healthcare after. I still don't, but that's fine. I spent so much time explaining this to you, Jamila. <laughs> like, this took three tries. <laughs> <laughs> still didn't get it. It's fine. Alrighty, do you want to do the outro? Yeah. All right, so you can follow us on Facebook, MDs Without Degrees. Twitter is not docs yet, or just MDs Without Degrees as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our website, mdswithoutdegrees.com, which links kind of everything. I think we should update our pick. Ugh, that means we have to take more pics. Yeah, my hair is not as long anymore. Okay, but I, I look the same, so whatever. That's true. <laughs> but that's because no one can see your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, follow us on all of our social media. And that's it. Yeah. And bye. What up? Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>